What's up, y'all? This is Kendra. What's up, y'all? This is Clark. And, and welcome, welcome to the, the Highly Favorite Podcast. Podcast. We're back with another one. I feel like I'm always loud. You are. It's that mic, though. It's okay. We're going to adjust you if I'm need be. I'm going to talk real soft on this Please one. don't be sultry. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that. This is not the podcast for that. We're going to have to put you on horrible decisions. You're turning to Love Jones right. real quick. Because <laughs> I, I Love I Jones. You know, that's the, your favorite movie. <laughs> I can see the meter. It looks like I'm mad loud. It's okay. We're going to adjust it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, y'all. This week, our guest needs no introduction. She is. We got a whole doctor with us, y'all. A doctor, <laughs> y'all. A black doctor. A whole professional. That's with box braids. Yes. <laughs> Put on for the culture. We'll have a black college t shirt on. And her yellow Air Max 97. <laughs> Come on, black doctor. You better represent. Y'all Come. funny. Yes. But we have. A great mental health professional on with us today. <laughs> really? I don't know what else to say. AG's great. I'm right. Really, I just be I love chilling. Her. I just be chilling. I'm here for the people. You know, I'm from the people, for the people, by the people. Oh, we man. love it. Yes. So we have Miss Amber Gibbs, doctor. I'm sorry. Yeah, doctor right. Amber right. Gibson with us today. Choose a... Uh, Applause. <laughs> yes. Come on, applause. We need a soundboard for right. real. We're going to say that every Patreon, episode until we get Patreon. one. <laughs> Come on, man. Let me do the introduction. All right. So we got Dr. Amber Gibson on with us today just to discuss uh, mental health issues, especially in the black community. I feel like that's kind of where this conversation is going to go. Yeah. yeah. Naturally. <laughs> and since season one, we kind of spoke about our own kind of views on uh, mental health. On the first one, mm-hmm. we figure what better to have an actual professional. Absolutely. So I mean, we can talk all day, but it's like, we don't have the knowledge base right. or the experience. We're yeah. just talking off a literal personal experience. Right, right, right And y'all right. know we want to give y'all like practical tips to be able to apply right. in your the life. Real. So you know what I'm yeah, we, like Clark was saying, we could go off of our experiences, but that may not work for you. So mm-hmm. we wanted to bring an actual professional on here to give you guys some just real knowledge, scientific-based <laughs> <laughs> knowledge. School-based. Listen, she this went was to in school them textbooks. for a lot of years for this, okay? <laughs> Man. So we're going to get to it today. I'm excited. I am, too. I appreciate y'all having me. I'm, yes. I'm excited. I always love to chop it up and always love it even more to chop it up with good people. So I appreciate y'all having yes. me. Yay. Good. That means you'll be back. That's yes. what it right, like. right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, well, let's just dive on in it. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so actually, give the people a little background of like how you became a mental health. Uh, okay, yeah. In, in healthcare, yeah, you're yeah, a doctor. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. So, um, I'll give you the abridged version. Okay, um, okay. So, I'm from Dallas. Went to school in East Texas um, for um, my undergraduate degree. Got a degree in social work. Um, Originally, I started in psychology, mm-hmm. and then they were like, you know, you got to go to grad school. And I was like, y'all know I'm changing my major. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that. When I was 19, 20, you could, I, I've always loved learning and always hated school. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't like the... That's real. You know, like, it's not, it's not really about learning in school to me. Like, yeah. it's just yeah. about, can you get a grade? Right. Can you, do, yeah. Yeah. Can you pass like these that tests? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like to learn. Like, I want the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when, when I was 19, 20, I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to do this social work because I can still help people. And also, I can graduate and I can go about my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And then... Um, you know, 22, I'm 21 going on 22, that rolls around. And um, I'm like, dang, okay, but 
actually, I could go to school some more. So I applied to some different schools, um, three schools, got into all three. It was Baylor, Howard, and Clark Atlanta. Come, Come on. on. Listen. <laughs> She said, oh, let me go. Listen, the Lord was good to your girl. Yes. Um, Clark Atlanta was like, yeah, you can come, but you got to be here in two weeks. And I was oh. like, oh, wow. Nah, I can't move to Atlanta in two short weeks. Notice. Not to ATL. <laughs> right. Baylor was like, yeah, you can come, but we ain't got no money no for money. you. No money. I figured, I like, I figured Baylor was going to say that. Right. Yes. Oh, way too high. I figured and then Howard was like, yeah, come on. We got a partial scholarship for you, but you can work your way to a full scholarship. And we got a job for you. Okay. Like, That's where I'm in going. DC, but what's up? <laughs> yeah. like, so me and my homegirl par- uh, um, packed up my little uh, Nissan Sentra mm. and drove across the country. And mm. I That's was in DC. Crazy. Um, craziest part about it is too, and I'm a, like I said the bridge verse. So let me wrap it up. But I um, started in a master's program, and that was the intent. Was just I'm just gonna do my master's. I'm gonna get in and get out. Oh. So my first year, it was a it was a three year program for the masters because it had to you had to do a year internship. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. My first year, um, one of my professors was like, "You don't need to be in the master's program. You need to be in the doctoral program." Oh, oh wow! Like, nah, y'all be writing dissertations. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. So still, all literally, my my trajectory trajectory at this point had always been running from what God was calling me to do. Mm. So I'm like. What what they say? She's a runner. She's a track star. I'm good. That's me. That's me. <laughs> so, but he was like, nah. So he had been hounding me for a year. Like, you need to apply. You need to apply. You need to apply because it was a fast track program, so you could get your master's and PhD in the same. At program. the same time. Oh, wow. okay. So, okay. Um, I was like, nah, I'm good. Thanks, though. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so two years went by, and I was getting ready to go on internship. And then God opened the door for me to get a job on campus that not only paid for every penny of school, but it paid me. And I lived in, like, uh, the graduate uh, housing for free. So, oh, wow. But I was getting ready to leave, so I was like, I'm going to go. And then my advisor was like, so what about this Ph.D. program? So I stayed. Damn. I think I can say I think the 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 time limit is up now. I can't get in trouble. He can't get in trouble. But what happened was, I was only supposed to be able to take over a year of my credits from the masters into this PhD program. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Don't even worry about it. I transferred all, all of my of credits it. over. Didn't have to retake Look any classes." Look at God. That's God's favor right yeah, there. Yeah, that's God right For there. Real. That was so God. that's how it happened. And I've always loved people, love kids. So I work right now um, as a, a psychologist in the school systems. Um, mm. So I work with kids, um, kindergarten through sixth grade, that have mental health issues. Oof. Uh, some have behavioral issues, yeah. like all kind of stuff. So anywhere from conduct disorder to autism, that's what oh, I do. Wow. And you go to like different schools and visit. All I the have kids. five yeah. different campuses that I'm I'm the wow. psychologist for. Okay, yeah. so it gets that's busy. Dope. It's yeah. busy. Oh, yeah. It's busy. I bet. I bet. But I. It's been a blessing too, cause I never worried about during the pandemic, like about a job. Right. I just never had to had that worry, and yeah. that's a blessing, cause I know yeah, that's not that the is. truth for a lot of people. Definitely. Um. So because it's like my job, like it's schools gonna always be open, regardless right. of how we do it, and mm-hmm. kids gonna always have mental mm-hmm. health issues, yeah. Especially now, so that's how I got here. Oh, that's wow. Super dope. Oh, Hold on, a little, little uh, aside. How was it living in D.C.? Oh, like how was it going? I out? know it was oh, lit. Say less. <laughs> Both my parents graduated from HBCUs, but I never got recruited to be basketball at mm-hmm. any of them. If I, I could genuinely say, if I had got recruited, yeah, I probably would have went to one. Yeah, but yeah. I never got recruited yeah. to one, so I'm like, dang. Yeah, I think 
the experience in my experience was just as a grad student. So it mm-hmm. probably was even more fire as an undergrad student. Man, right. what? <laughs> I do feel like God knew what he was doing. Because if I would have gone to D.C. at 18, I would have lost you my lost mind. Lost your mind, girl. Man, what? Because at 23, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, D.C. is great. It's a um, Howard is literally the Mecca is what they call it. And mm-hmm. it was so many different types of black folks, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I had never been exposed to that. And so, like. Y'all know, like it's growing up. It was two kinds of black folks: the ones that was good at school and the ones that was fighting in the streets. Mm, And it wasn't a little, a lot in between. Yeah. Um, But at Howard, it was black folks who were Republicans, black folks who had shot somebody, black folks who had been shot at, (laughs) black folks who was from different countries, black folks who were in anime, fashion, just everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I really enjoyed it. And what I enjoyed about my academic experience was that it wasn't like cultural competence wasn't just like a class. It was literally our work was rooted in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So every time I come in, like even different jobs, before I worked here, I worked as a um, therapist in the juvenile detention centers. Mm And they were like, it's just your the way you work is so culturally competent. And it was because I'm culturally competent. Yeah, Literally, yeah. like, and you can be the same race as somebody else and not be culturally competent. Right. But literally, the way that we did things, everything is rooted in that. And I can't undo it. Like, I can't undo it in my brain. And I'm 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 grateful for that. And the city is lit in general. Like it's <laughs> Yeah, I miss uh, next time we go to DC, we're gonna have to, to schedule listen, up uh listen. Schedules, because I'm trying to go with you. you. Because no, when they let me back at homecoming, I'm I'm in there. Okay, I'm me too. <laughs> me too. Come yeah, through. I'm, trying, I'm trying to go. Come through. ASAP. Wow. We were supposed to go last year, but COVID messed it up. Yeah, yeah I was, was supposed gone. to be there. <laughs> I was so sad. I was okay. I missed my birthday. COVID messed up my birthday, and I was like, "But God, oh, please, not homecoming. Not homecoming. <laughs> homecoming gone. I was gone. like, okay, but hear me out. We could have homecoming in the spring, right?" <laughs> We paired up with a soccer game. Next. Not the not soccer a, game. Not having it. Not having it. He was like, oh, y'all need to sit down. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. That's funny. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope that you had that experience, though, because you were saying, like, the people at your job even said, like, you're so culturally competent, you know? And I was just, when you were talking, I was thinking, like, dang, I bet that has helped you in your work experience and stuff, you know? Because you can probably relate to so many different different types of people, you know? Yeah, for sure. Of all all kinds, literally, and like I said, it's different types of black people. So a lot of the work, especially when I was in the juvenile detention center, a lot of the work I was doing work was with black children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm lying to you if I say that my experience is their experience because yeah. it's not. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like these kids, like yeah, we grew up, we ain't grew up, we didn't have everything we wanted. You know, we were below the poverty line, but I didn't know that as a child. You know, um, my mama and my stepdaddy and my and my, and my dad and my stepmom they made it do what it, it, work, what it did right. and yeah. you know right. until later I was like dang we was poor <laughs> <laughs> but the, the kids that I worked with they knew they were poor and mm-hmm. they were getting it by any means and mm-hmm. I didn't have that experience so I'm not coming in here trying to be like oh yeah I'm down with this nah no because I'm not yeah. you know what I'm saying but also I'm gonna meet you where you are and I'm not gonna judge you by your experiences yeah, we, our, our, our goal is, is a common goal and that's to get you to a point where you are functioning in a way where you can be successful. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Shout out to black colleges. I feel like, you know, sometimes it don't, it's always with black folks that whole debate of black college versus a PWI. Right. And it's like, regardless, 
black schools give you something different that a white school can't. For Period. Sure. It's just yeah. it's not better or worse, but depending it's on different. your situation and where what industry you're trying to be in, yep. it could be an advantage mm-hmm. for you. you know I mean, that's just it is what it is, especially. As black people trying to navigate in like more professional settings and like settings you don't usually see us in, I feel like knowing how to maneuver correctly like benefits you. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Agree. So depending on what you're doing, being around a bunch of white folks might actually help you. Right. Being around black folks and seeing there are other black people that are doing different things that could push you into your purpose. You never know. All yeah. Right. Agreed. My whole family pretty much went to HBCUs, but I was like the eyeball out and wanted to go to. But that's because I saw them struggle at like Southern and stuff. I would see, we would that's, go. That's real. We would okay, go with my real. sister and like the financial aid line wrapping around the gym. Yeah. No, I don't. Why would I choose to do this? Listen, I'm not. <laughs> Let me go to LSU. That's, that's what the stuff is online. They don't have the right, but me, me and my sister are seven years apart, so I'm seeing this when she was going to school and stuff. I was like young. eleven. You like I'm right. in fifth grade. Like, That's a no. Girl, we're not doing this. When I get to college, <laughs> but I didn't understand then. Y'all didn't have the yeah. or HBCUs don't really have as much resources and funding and yeah. stuff as PWIs do. And then when you look at like LSU, the flagship uh, university in the state compared right. to Southern, you know, it's just yeah. like. They never go, yeah, no, you know, yeah, it's yeah, unbalanced. Yeah, so Yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's exactly. true. It's a different set of struggles. I've yeah. been someone who has gone to both. It is a different set of struggles. Yeah. Um, that is absolutely true. Yeah. I, I wanted to do both. I wanted to go to a PWI first and then go to HBCU, but God had the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Obviously. So, not, well, I'm not going to say that out loud because God might test me. Listen. Right. Listen. Okay. <laughs> Don't speak right, I, speak I became a soul. doctor by accident, so... <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> That's what's up, though. All right, we go get into the T-word. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, trauma. Dun, dun, dun. That's the heavy, <laughs> heavy. <laughs> right. No, it really is. Okay, so can you explain to everybody what trauma is? Because I'm going to be honest, I always thought trauma had to be negative until one day you was teaching at Lit and you, like, broke it down for us. And I was like, okay, bet, bet, so. I think that, you know, typically when we do think of trauma, it is something associated to something negative. Um, but trauma isn't always extreme either, mm-hmm. not for every person. Um, and what I mean by that is from the outside looking in, to me, something can happen to somebody and it'd be like, but that really, it won't really that bad. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But for them, it's like, no, but this impacted my life in the way that it changes the way that I view things moving yeah. forward, yeah. right? So my trauma and your trauma could not be the same, right. but I would fair to say that everyone has some type of trauma. Yeah, mm. um, I would, I would, I would bet money on even, even the 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 people who we expect to not have trauma have some have dealt with something that has mm-hmm. impacted them in such a way. Um, but basically, at the end of the day, trauma is anything that happens that changes your your perspective or your outlook on life or the way that you handle things or the way you respond to people um, and things of that nature. And they usually, for the most part, for what we see in just popular culture and stuff like that is some type of abuse or mm-hmm. neglect or um, experience, or it doesn't even have to be direct trauma. Like, I would also fair to say that as black people, we have a collective trauma just being black in America. Yeah. And yeah. 
you know, I've never had a gun pointed at me by anyone. You know what I'm saying? But also, my heart still beats fast when I get pulled over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just because of my view of the shared experience in, in the country of, of other black people and not knowing that uncertainty there can also cause some some um, difficult emotions to pop up, too. So, I think the important thing you just said was it impacts how you view life and how you maneuver through life. Sure. So something as small as a brother or a sister, maybe, you know, maybe you created something and they kind of say something slick, mm-hmm. but it's not really that big of a deal, that can be internalized and you get older and realize, dang, I fake ain't been doing what I want to do because something as little as just a little yeah. slick comment. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times people would think that that's not, that's not trauma, but it's like that definitely affected how you see It changes yourself. your worldview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. And then even when you come up in situations like that, um, there's this thing called a condition of worth. Right. Mm-hmm. And okay. um, what a, like different theorists like will go back and say, like, oh, OK, this people do this behavior because of whatever reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of one of the theories, psychological theorists talks about a condition of worth. And basically what a condition of worth is, is saying that I'm only good if I produce good. Right. Mm. So if I'm not doing anything positive or if I'm not moving forward or if I'm not um, gaining uh, monetarily or socially, then I'm not good. And it's associated with that. And we see that a lot, not only just in situations with like your siblings and stuff like that, but even sometimes with parenting, when people have difficulties parenting Mm -hmm. um, and they praise and it's it's not intentional a lot of times right because of course when you do something well your parents are going to praise you right yeah. um for, mm-hmm. for most of us our parents will be in positions where they praise us but if the only time that we receive praise is when we oh, do something yeah. that is above and beyond then psychologically we start to associate like our our worth with doing those things right mm-hmm. so it's reinforced like that yeah. like oh i feel these feelings of like pride and like all oh, this connection to my family when I do these good things yeah. and I don't feel these feelings when I'm just every day going about the day, you know, I'm just going to school today and mm-hmm. I might not get in trouble, but I'm not getting loved on the same way, yeah. you know, right. and it creates that. No, that's, that's that good. Is. It really is. That's good. Cause that kind of pushes people to be more like performance based. That's immediately like what that, I thought. Yeah. Performance based. That happens and a lot. even thinking about our like relationships with God, like us thinking we got to be good do these work. Yeah. in order yeah. for him to bless yeah. us. And yeah. It's like, fam, that's not even how it's set mm-hmm. up. But just going back to childhood, yeah. and it gets it gets all entangled, and so all bringing that back to the trauma. Even though that's not something that's like nobody beat on you or nobody like punched on you or yelled at you or cursed at you, mm-hmm. you can still have something impact you in such a way that's traumatic for you that you go back and you say, "Dang, like this impacted everything, everything. that I've done moving mm-hmm. forward." Right. Um, so to me, that was traumatic. You know. So how do we work to, like, not view life through our traumas? Would, uh, break it down for me. Help me, help me out, help me out. <laughs> well, for, for a small feat, not just one. <laughs> um, the first part about that is identifying that there is trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because so many of us, I think that our generation does probably the best, gener- the best right now. I think that Gen Z is, is you know, catching up, it will surpass us for sure. Um, 
but rec- recognizing that therapy is important, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that those spaces are good. And the only reason I think that Gen Z is um, not where we are is because they don't always have the money to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, them kids be like, I'm depressed, mom, I'm going to therapy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, you're not. <laughs> like, I see them kids all the time. You are not depressed. You are, not depressed. <laughs> you are sad. That is normal. <laughs> like, come on, but, um, the first thing is just acknowledging that there is something that has impacted your worldview, right? And you can't, you can't unpack that with the homies. Like you just cannot. Like as much as you want to chop it up ding, 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 with yeah. your friends, yeah. and, and your friends love you and have your best interest in mind, they are not skilled in a way to be able to help you not only recognize that but work through that, yeah. right? Because there are different things that have to be done, and depending on what the trauma was. It could be any anywhere from exposure therapy mm-hmm. to uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, yeah. which is just um, looking at how you view situations, to dialectical behavior therapy, which is teaching you like different skills to help when you have like physical symptoms to your mm-hmm. pain. Because that happens. Like if you think about anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Anxiety can come from trauma, be bred from trauma. But also, anxiety has a lot of physical symptoms with yeah, it, right? Facts. Like, your heart is racing. Mm-hmm. What do I do when my heart is racing, right? Because now I can't think straight. And right. I know that it's anxiety, but I also feel like I'm dying. So what am I supposed mm-hmm. to do, right? Your homie don't know. <laughs> Absolutely Just not. Just lay down. No. Right. no. Now you about to kill me. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's not social. He got his own. He can't help you. Exactly. Help you. Exactly. So being knowledgeable of what's, what it is that's triggering you, um, getting into somebody's type of therapy, whether it be group, individual, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and being consistent with therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that people, most people won't need to be in therapy every week for their whole life. Um, some people will. If they have more mm-hmm. serious mental health issues, they may. But for most people, running the mill people, you're not going to need that. But there will be periods of time where you have to do extensive work yeah. to be able to get through those things, right? There's things like um, in some types of uh, trauma call um or trauma therapy called like uh, writing a trauma narrative right mm. you got to even build up to get to the point of doing the trauma narrative right so you got to go through everything else so that takes weeks or months to even get to this point and yeah. then when you're writing this trauma trauma narrative you already have to have skills in place and practice and perfect it because this trauma narrative is about to break you it's down about to, oof. it's about yeah. to break you down right because the trauma narrative is literally going through and it's exactly what it sounds, what it sounds like. like, yeah. Literally, every single thing that you can recall that happened, and you work through every single thing with your therapist, and you're telling them back the story of everything that's ever Ooh, happened. Child. And for a lot of people, I used to work with girls who had been sex trafficked. Like, Ooh, that's, Jesus, that's a lot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and you're 15. You yeah. know? Yeah. So yeah, that's heavy. It's some heavy, heavy work. Um, and a lot of people are often um, dismayed by that because. It gets worse before it gets better. And I know yeah. that sounds cliche, but if I got to go through a trauma narrative, that means I'm going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. And I've already learned ways to cope, right? Whether they be good or bad, I've already learned how, you know, if I go do X, Y, and Z, I, f- I won't, I may not feel better, uh-huh. but I won't think about this. Yeah. And now you are forcing me to stare at my trauma. And that's a lot for anybody. Yeah, so mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you were stuck in the moment. <laughs> It's getting heavy. Oh, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> Your job did. <laughs> no, but I will say, I feel like like movies and stuff will like depict people going to therapy is like 
you done went through something like extremely traumatic mm-hmm. and now you're in therapy mm-hmm. or like you going through they'll do like divorce counseling or something but it don't be like regular right. like traumas people mm-hmm. go through and I feel like that plays into the negative stigma right. of people going it's like I've had conversations with friends and they be like oh I'm not I'm, that bad mm-hmm. to where I need to go to therapy what, what you if you're telling me you that bad like point right. by period if, you, if it was bothering you enough to bring it to somebody else you need to how about you go talk to somebody so that can actually help like I can what? listen that's great I can listen as a friend right but that's all I can do is mm-hmm. listen, and I can give you advice of what I would do. But I'm broken, so what? Now we just two broken. Right now we just yeah, two, two yeah. broken. People. Now, I'm, now I'm telling you stuff off of my trauma, exactly. right? And now it's gonna get exactly. you messed up. Right. Exactly, exactly. And I agree with you. Like when you do see stuff on TV, it is these. It's the extremes, but mm-hmm. majority of people do not fall in those extremes, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so sometimes it is hard for people, especially in our generation or our, our the world that we live in now to separate reality from, from this fantasy world that we see on TV, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we b- believe that you have to be that bad to go to therapy. Or people will be like, I ain't crazy. Nobody said you were. Right. <laughs> right. But you are bruised and you are a little broken. Yeah. And, but people get so used to living in a broken lifestyle they that think it's normal. It's That's normal, it. right? Like, and then it. people, and you will literally see, like, when people have been depressed for so long or anxious for so long or whatever for so long that when they start to feel better, they're like, oh, no, I could have been like, you know, because that becomes their new norm. So mm-hmm. now you you always tired and you think it's just because you work a lot. No, baby, because your mind is always racing and it's never mm-hmm. actually resting because you're so anxious because of everything that happened from 2007 to 2011. And now here we are in 2021. That's crazy to think about, for real. And no, the it brain is. don't forget, It man. doesn't. Uh, no, that is kind of crazy to think about. But I feel like that also plays into people. Because we don't see people working through traumas, it's like people don't give others grace to, like, work through that or, like, realize, like, okay, no, the way I'm moving is actually wrong. People, These days, I'm cutting you off because you're toxic, your energy yeah. bad. Sweetie, your energy <laughs> right. is bad. Right. That's why you keep cutting people right. off. Yeah. Right. You're what's the, the common den- What's the common denominator? <laughs> You're talking Come on. Okay. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think we definitely live in this like blame culture, um, in this cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so which you know, culture. at the beginning it was like, oh yeah, because this is the only way we're gonna receive any type of equality, equity, and that's not true all it does is not allow people to be human you know and there is there are things that there are things that are forgivable you know and I think that if we were to look at people the way God intended for us to look at people then we would be a lot more forgiving or if we view people the way that that he views us we wouldn't mm-hmm. have the choice but to be more forgiving and I'm not I'm also not an advocate for letting people run you down either mm-hmm. I, I understand but also there's a difference between being cautious and being removed completely yeah okay um so like if you're cautious for example if i have somebody that i know is going through a hard time mm-hmm. and i know that their difficulties sometimes spill out and mm-hmm. affect other people okay. i can be cautious about that i can still love on them but i can be cautious because i could be in a space where i don't need that spilling out on me yeah. right and that's fair and, mm-hmm. and that's fair to me. Is I'm not saying it's their fault that they're doing X, Y, and Z. But if I see them doing the work 
or even, you know, wanting to learn more about like, okay, I know I got this going on, but I need help. Like if I see that, like I'm more inclined to be like, okay, let me give them a little more grace. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, if I see somebody that's maliciously like, no, ain't nothing wrong with me, blah, 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 you know, hoorah, hoorah. Then I could also (laughs) think like, okay, well, that still is their trauma or their, you know, mental health difficulties affecting them and how they see things. But I don't have to deal with that right now. Right. But that doesn't mean that I don't love them and that if if it's needed, you know, hey, how can I be a service? How can I love you like like Christ would want me to. Right. Mm-hmm. But also I don't have to be up in your face every day. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I also need to protect my space, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Okay. So let's dive into that a little bit more. Like no, let's dive into <laughs> <laughs> before because we real serious in here. Before you say who I'm good. I'm good in country. I'm good. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I'm going to let her have her moment. Let, no, 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 no. She, this is yeah, this serious. This serious. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so obviously we need to have compassion for people that, are, you know, experience traumas and things like that. Right. And when you were talking, I thought about boundaries, right? Like you right. were saying, okay, I see that you're dealing with this issue, but right. I ain't got to deal with this, you know? So I can put boundaries in place. Are there other things, like practical things that we can do in our lives to kind of, uh, help us navigate relationships with people that are experiencing extreme traumas or like everyday stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so for me personally, because I've dealt with family members who have had like serious mental health issues, right? Yeah. And okay. it's always funny because it's not until you're older and that you have a better like understanding of things that you realize that people's behavior was based on their difficulties, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and true. so um, what I did in those moments was try to educate myself on what I knew to be going on, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I could try to say, okay, well, I know if this person, for example, say someone has um, bipolar disorder, right? Just throwing throwing that out there. Um, Then I can educate myself and say, okay, well, they have bipolar too, right? So that means that they have mood swings up, mood swings down, right? So this is what I need to be looking for because I also need to protect myself, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if they're in a manic phase, then they ain't slept in three days. They living off of Cheerios and, and Gushers and they just going. And I'm like... <laughs> that's funny, but that's... Right, very right. No, I've like, lived... you speaking... I've lived with somebody that listen, is bipolar. Listen, and that was, going. That was a, a crazy year. Listen, I'll tell you that. Listen, and it's, it's draining. It is draining. and So I don't want to take away from people who have to coexist with people who have severe mental health disorders because it is draining. Mm -hmm. Just like even when you think about like, we don't think the world doesn't think about alcoholism or drug usage as a mental health disorder, but it is Mm -hmm. right. Your, your brain is misfiring and now it is connected to this substance and it's not functioning until you get this substance or you feel like it's not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Living with a crackhead is hard. Just like, just, just let's just be real, real right? Real. So living with somebody with bipolar disorder would be difficult. Living mm-hmm. with somebody with depression is difficult. But yeah. what can I do 
to make sure that I help protect them when they're most vulnerable, and but I also protect myself, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at the signs and symptoms. I'm being present when I can. When they're in the right space and I can be present, I will be. Yeah. Um, I'm also protecting myself from anything that may be dangerous because sometimes it can get dangerous, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also trying to connect them with places that may be more helpful for them if they're willing to do that. Yeah. Getting somebody into therapy when they don't want to be in therapy is not helpful. Like, it's just not. There's yeah. not, like... And sometimes people need pharmaceutical intervention before they can even get to the point of yeah. therapy. Like, because yeah. if, if, my, if I'm literally real. not in my right, right mind, mind, therapy is going to do... If I think that I'm Peter Pan and I sit, <laughs> and I sit in, in a therapist's office, I'm just delusional. Right? Yeah. right. And so now my therapist is like, oh, girl, okay, girl. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's about that. Um, and then also knowing, like you said, your boundaries, like what is too much for me? What can I handle? And if you can't handle it, and if it's something that is detrimental to you, it is okay to step back. Yeah. So. Okay. Question. So would you suggest like people who have like close family members or if they're in relationships with people who have mental health issues for them also to seek therapy as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, have y'all ever seen the show Intervention? Mm-hmm. Okay, so y'all see how like it's not even though there's one person who has an addiction, right? The 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 storyline is about how it impacts everyone else too, mm-hmm. right? So anything that impacts one person also affects their inner circle, right? Um, good or bad. If your homeboy came to you and was like, bro, I just want a million dollars on a scratch-off, like, we up, right? right? But if your homeboy got arrested and they in jail, now you like, dang. Now you got to get bail. So, right, exactly. So it, it, it's yeah, yeah. impacted. And so anytime that somebody is dealing with severe mental health issues, and I'm not even – and when I say severe, it doesn't mean schizophrenic, right? It doesn't mean – bipolar it doesn't mean you know delusions or hallucinations mm-hmm. it could be some some severe depression right yeah, yeah. like seeing somebody you love that sad mm-hmm. is depressing mm-hmm. like yeah no it, um, is. it could be anxiety right because what if you were in a relationship with somebody and they have social anxiety and now you feel bad you feel guilty because you want to go out and do things but they're always in the room and they they, they scared to leave the house mm-hmm. but now you feel a, a, a type of um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, guilt or shame because you out wanting to still live your yeah. life, but you still got so-and-so at the crib, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that I think anyone could benefit from therapy, honestly, but I think Same. that if you have <laughs> yeah, we something. Gonna <laughs> we're going to keep driving that point home. Exactly. Go to therapy. <laughs> get you a therapist. If you continue to be impacted by something for long enough, it will change your worldview. Mm-hmm. So that's real. No, yeah. that's good. No, that's good. With anything. That that literally could yeah. apply to anything. Literally. Being at a bad job, a job you don't like. Literally. Being around certain people. Like literally, literally. that could uh, plug in anything. Literally. And, yeah, quit that no, job. Go ahead, quit that job. Man, what? If you can. <laughs> <laughs> I understand there are bills, but also bad jobs will kill you. That's my plug. <laughs> Go ahead and quit. <laughs> Go ahead if you can. And if you can't, figure out how you can. Get your plan together. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, Quick question. <laughs> how important do you think it is for us to dive into our family's like mental health history? How much time we got? <laughs> Listen. 
Okay. So I think it's very important. But I will say this. It is also very hard because of the culture that we have historically lived in, mm-hmm. right? So my my grandmother, who's still living, um, will say, had always grown up saying, like, every, I will always hear her all the time, ooh, my nerves bad, ooh, ooh, my nerves bad. And as a kid, like, it's just like, oh, granny being granny, like, da 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 As an adult, as, a, as an adult mental health Professional? professional girl you got anxiety <laughs> yeah yeah you saying life. that totally different yeah. now and you t- oh, my whole life you've been talking about your <laughs> nerves moving right. Right. <laughs> i'm like hold up hold up baby mm-hmm. little baby you got you got a little anxiety yeah. but now she's 78 that ain't anxiety no my nerves just that no baby you got anxiety yeah. you know how i know because i do too right and now the way that you've been my nerves <laughs> bad too my nerves <laughs> bad right i see what you're talking about exactly. <laughs> And so I say all of that to say, if you are going to do that deep dive, if you can, if you have relatives who are, who are, who are still living, um, I do think it's important. But I also think that you might not go about it the way that somebody white could. You might not say, hey, does anyone in our family have a history of anxiety or depression? No, nah, it might be like, you know, Cousin Larry used to get into them spells. Mm-hmm. And, okay, let me ask okay. what that looked like, okay. right? So okay. you might have to, it's just some different lingo, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Another thing, right, <clears throat> and I, I don't want to get too technical, but there are two types of communication, right? High context communication and low context communication. Um, these, again, form psychological theorists, right? High contact communication is big on the context of the conversation, is big on nonverbals, is big on things like that, right? That's why you and Clark could not know each other, right? But if y'all were in the same Chick-fil-A, and somebody was acting wild, and y'all looked at each other, y'all would know exactly. Yeah. Y'all be like, you're tripping. <laughs> right. Exactly, and y'all don't even have to know each other. That's because black people are rooted in high-context conversation, right, mm. or communication. White people are rooted in, or majority, a.k.a. white people, are rooted in um, low-context conversation or communication. So that means it's very literal, it's all about verbal. It's all about linguistics, right? So they're going to call a spade a spade, for mm-hmm. lack of better words. And it's not a lot. So they could be in the same Chick-fil-A, and Bob and Karen can look at each other, and they're like, mm. Like, they, they don't, they're not connected <laughs> Literally, in the same way. Literally, that's what they're going to do. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And so they're not connected in the same way. That's why when you hear black people talk, even on Twitter, you can get on Twitter right now, and they'll be like, did we all have the same childhood? Yes and no. We all have the same type of communication style, right? Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of times, because our communication style is so different from white people, mm-hmm. we get labeled as, oh, they're inarticulate, mm-hmm. or they, you know, they don't, they, they're dumb, or this, this, and this. It's not that. It's just the difference of communication style. Yeah. With all that being said, you got to approach your family members, especially your older ones, with that high context communication gotcha. so that you can find out what you need to find out and then put it in your brain in the low context. That's good. Yeah. Slavery did a number. A whole it bunch did. of things. It did. A whole it bunch affects, of things. It affects. We, we got Molly Wop. <laughs> It has affected us so much. Like it's the ways that so what you just talked about is literally because of slavery. Literally, like literally. And black people, we wouldn't be able because you're in a position where you can actually know these things and have this knowledge. Right. Black Ooh. folks, we just like you just said, we just gonna say, dang, we why are black people like why are we right. like this? Exactly. We, are, we, had a, we already yeah. yeah yeah yeah. It's yep. 
And they're not going to tell you. Uh, they're not going to tell you. That's not going to be a billboard on 635. You're not stupid. It's just high contact communication. There is not. They no. do not care that you. Because then, okay, as a young black child, and I'm in school, and I'm getting lower grades on my test because it's not designed in a way or normed off of people like me. It's normed mm. off of people who have low context, low context. Commu- communication. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I feel stupid. And so now every year I'm getting these low marks in English. So now what do I think? As I continue yeah. to grow, that changes my worldview. Yeah. Yo, that's good. Whew. Y'all, Y'all so much. <laughs> <laughs> For real. That's so a lot much. to take in. Yes, it's so much. It's good information, though. It's good, yeah. man. Listen, it's wild out here. It to say the wild. least. Right. <laughs> to say the very least. Ooh, Okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. I'm trying to like get my thoughts together, child. I can't. I can't. Okay, so you talked a little bit about how like when we're kids and we start thinking these certain things or whatever, and obviously that will make us start to behave in certain ways, right, from right. a very young age. Right. I'll tell you this. <laughs> in the past few, what you gonna say? No, I'm gonna just, tell you this. It's real general. But in the okay, past few you, years, I've realized like, oh, the way that I was taught or the way that I learned this, the way I picked this up, this no, is not exactly not how this I should be moving, right. you know? Right. And so thankfully I have used therapy to kind of like unlearn some of those behaviors, but can you just speak to that a little bit? And Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So for many of us, um, that comes from our parents and their parents and their parents having this survival mentality, mm-hmm. right? Um, because you did what you needed to do to stay alive, right? Yeah. Not just to get by. Like, I feel like we do what we need to do to get by, right? Mm-hmm. But they literally did what they need to do to stay alive. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, it was, if you feel like, if you tell, for instance, if I'm talking to a boy or, or a teenage male, no weakness, right? Because you have to protect everybody else. If somebody mm-hmm. roll up on y'all and you start crying or you get you show fear, then now they're you you seem weak, and now they're not gonna only hurt you, but everybody else that you're with, your family, your you know. So that mm-hmm. survival mentality is what, yeah. and so that's why we got grown men. Our, our fathers, my my dad, love my daddy to pieces. It's very stoic, you know. I've seen my daddy cry once, maybe mm-hmm. barely, and I'm 31, so mm-hmm. he. Some, you know, um, <laughs> but that's not on him. Yeah. That's on how he was raised, right? Um, I will say he's getting a little softer in his old age, so we're working on it, you know. Okay. <laughs> um, Shout out to Paul. But right, um, I think that it is important for us to recognize those things and d- do the work to to unlearn some of those bad habits. It's just like anything else you got to practice, mm-hmm. right? If I eat Chick-fil-A every single day and then my doctor's like, "Okay, you might have a heart attack. You might stop. You want to you might want to stop so you don't have a heart attack." Right. Then I'm going to be like, "I'm going to still crave Chick-fil-A because that's what I know, but I have to go off of my mind and not my feelings, mm-hmm. right? And so that's literally what you have to get into into that habit once you learn and you learn that through therapy. But once you learn, you have to practice doing those things. So mm-hmm. when you have that, for example, for me, I can speak like fight or flight. Like I'm, I am, <clears throat> when things, excuse me, when things are, when I don't know if I'm going to be good at something, I'm not even going to say when things are hard because I, I can push through stuff, right? But if I don't know if I'm going to be good at something, mm-hmm. I will not do it. I'd be like, 
I'll pass. Right. <laughs> for example, graduate school, for example, because I didn't know. I was like, yeah. I yeah, never did real. that. I don't, and, I, and I grew up sometimes having those conditions of worth, right? And mm-hmm. so it's like, if I start something and I'm not good at it, then what does that mean about me? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've had to real. learn as an adult that what I produce is not tied to who I am, right? Mm-hmm. What yeah. I produce is an extension of who I am, yeah. right? Um, and so it's literally, I have to remind myself and I have to challenge myself. So when things pop up and I'm like, Ooh, old Amber would be like, mm, you good girl. You already got a job. You good. You don't need so you good. Right. New Amber has to be like, but hold on. Like, think about it. Is this something that can help push you more, push you further out of that old life that you were in, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so all that to say learning what it is that you need to be doing differently through therapy and then practicing that in literal, like, everyday life. And it's it's hard. It is. Like, it is. Because you, you, it you is. Because <laughs> it's a habit. You it's a habit, right, habit. right. Yeah. Like, Generational this is, habit. This is something that you've been doing all your life, and you yeah. be like, oh, Lord, okay, I got to stop. So it, it takes very, like, intentional yes behavior yes. to be like oh okay let yes. me not do this in this situation you know like and I, it's I tough would, i would also add to it is find somebody that you trust and and just like we talk about with accountability in our walks like it's no different like mm-hmm. and I, and when i say like account and i think in the church we say accountability like with your walk with christ but that's your life right so it's not mm-hmm. even always about quote unquote church stuff right mm-hmm. but if i'm trying to grow as a person then I need to let you know, Clark, that, okay, I have the tendency to run from things, from new opportunities when I don't know how I'm going to do at it. And then if I'm around and I'm talking about, yeah, so-and-so offered me this job, but I don't know, I'm good. Then it's your job as somebody who said, okay, yeah, we accountability in this to be like, nah, dog, what, what we doing? What you doing? Right? Yeah. To hold you accountable in that because it is going to be times where you're going to be like, it's easier for me to fall back. But you have to continue to practice it. And then it'll, it it will become your new norm yeah. after a while. That's good. Yeah, that is good. How you feeling over there? <laughs> you just taking just it saying, in? Yeah, I'm just like, yo, that's real. Cause I mean, it all points to therapy. I mean, you can get so far yourself. I mean, you could become aware of things that you're doing, but like, cause like me, I'm trying to look for a therapist. I'm on like a couple of waiting lists for a couple of therapists. But I'm at the point now where it's like, okay, I need like actual tools. I know what I'm doing wrong. But I don't always maybe uh, am aware of it when I'm doing it. So it's like, okay, at this point, I'm tired of people telling me I'm doing this. Right. So let me find some tools to help me. I don't, I can't do it myself. So it's like, okay, I have to get tools from somebody who knows what they're doing. And then I, I guarantee you too, like once you're once you're in therapy and you start to learn those tools that other things open up too. And that's how you, that's how people be in therapy. Like you think you're going into therapy for one. I went to, when my grandmother passed, I went to therapy. I was like, I'm sad my granny died. She was like, okay, talk, we're going to do this. But also, Mm -hmm. you've been anxious. (laughs) Like (laughs) you weren't just anxious. This Also X, Y, and Z. And I was like, hold on, hold on. Right. I asked you to get in that. Right. (laughs) That's what happens though. With a good therapist, that's what happens. And if you really there to do the work, then it's going to suck, but you're going to stick around because while it sucks in the moment, you start to see the things that that are the 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 light bulbs, right? And mm-hmm. you start to see how it positively impacts your life. And you're like, 
all right, I can deal with this, mm-hmm. right? But I I used to have to like prep to go to therapy because mm-hmm. it can be. I'm not a crier, but I'd be like, all right, girl, you finna cry today. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, get yep, ready. Sometimes you just know. Girl, you finna cry. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Just let it out. Mm. I think sometimes it sucks, too, because, like, you realize. How can I say this? Um, it wasn't always them sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Right, you yes, really trash? That's exactly, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes we be trash. We be trash. Yeah. And I was trying to find a nicer way to say it, but it's okay. Let's be real. Let we, we are trash. And mm-hmm. I, I actually had a conversation with my therapist about this Tuesday. And so she, she told me, like, you know, don't, don't say that about yourself. You know, you don't want to speak negatively. Like, don't literally call yourself trash. But she was like, we are imperfect, you know? Yes. Like, and... But you have to give yourself the the opportunity and the space to be human. You yes. know what I'm saying? I think for me, I grew up kind of off that, like, performance-based mentality, mm-hmm. you know? And so it wasn't room for me to mess up. Like, I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? So now when I mess up blatantly in relationships, I'm like... Ugh. I don't like this feeling. Like I don't. I feel like I suck. Like I failed. Yeah. I don't. I don't like it. You and that is hard for me. It's genuinely, I, girl. Yeah. I was going through it on Tuesday. Listen. I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't. Let me out. <laughs> I like the know. <laughs> the realizations be hard. Yeah. It 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 literally is hard, but it makes you a better you. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, because our worldview is on, like nobody else has the same worldview as me. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has the same worldview as you or you, right? No matter how close you are. I would fair to say that if you're not married or in a very serious relationship, that for most people, the person who knows you best, knows you best is if you have siblings that you grew up in the same house with, I would say are those people, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know all of the childhood stuff you went through, but then also they know, like, who you are as an adult, too, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I talk to my okay, brother differently than I talk to my mama, right? Yeah. So oh. I talk to my brother like I talk to my friends, right? <laughs> yeah. right. But my friends don't know about everything from my childhood, right? right? Yeah. So my yeah. brother, because we grew up in the same house together, that's the person who probably knows me the best in this world. And yeah. even with that, we still don't have the same worldview, Right. That's and a so, good point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It is. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, that is a good point. My sister gonna love this episode. <laughs> 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 she went to school for psychology too. So. Oh, what's she oh, like? Sis? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. She's like trying to get back into that. I'm trying to push okay. her. So hopefully this episode will help her. Uh, you know? Sparkle. Yeah. On the cool. You said she went to Southern. Yep. On the cool, she might know. And y'all seven years apart, she might know. One of the homies that I went to Howard with. For real? Yeah, she graduated in. What year your sister graduated? Uh, college? Yeah. 2010? She may. My homegirl graduated in 2012. She may. Let me so. No, we we got to talk online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to talk online. Black <laughs> folks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Always know homegirl. Home right. Matter of fact. Hold on now. Okay. <laughs> Ain't you Claritha right. right now? <laughs> That's funny. Dang. <laughs> therapy is, is the key. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's the start. It's the start. Because you can go to therapy and not do the work, and it's really That's a waste true. of your time and money. The therapist going to get paid regardless. But if you go to therapy and expect for somebody else to fix you, that's the wrong reason to go to therapy. Going to therapy should be for you to get the tools to not only fix but maintain. Yeah. And that's what therapy is. Yeah. And Boom. 
that's the tag. We need we need Jesus that's and therapy. therapy. Yes. yes, 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 because yes. Because a lot of times the black church, especially, will try to diminish, uh, you know, like the the mental health side. You know, they right. won't like give the the mental health professionals the credit they deserve. Right. You know, like and they are they'll try to counsel. I know pastors that be trying to counsel and it's not licensed and all of this stuff. I didn't come in here to learn about revelation, although <laughs> I enjoy the breakdown. I came in here to have a revelation about what's going on in my brain. Right. I ain't even qualified. Right. I think that that's always been frustrating for me, yeah. if I can be honest, especially in older black churches. Like, my granny church, the average age in that mug has got to be 70. Like, Ooh. so, and they were still trying to have church in the pandemic. I was like, do y'all not know no. that y'all are the last people y'all that need to church? Y'all are the last <laughs> Come on. But anywho, that's a different story for another day. Um, but I think that if if pastors and church members gave the same reverence, not even reverence, I think that's a bad word, the same respect that they do to medical doctors for stuff like that, I think it would be different because nobody is, you know, down in Sister Johnson for going to get her insulin because she diabetic. Nobody, right? right? They going, oh, Sister Johnson's sugar was high. She went to the doctor, yeah. right? Oh, We're going to go see Sister Johnson exactly. in the hospital. She on the, she on the sick and shut-in list. She yeah. had a little bout with the beaties, but she doing better, <laughs> right? You got to go <laughs> today, right now. But nobody is on the same wave. Like, Brother Johnson, he was stressed because of that, and he had a mental breakdown. Nobody's saying that. He, he just needs to pray. Yeah. Why Sister Johnson can go to the doctor, but Brother Johnson just got to pray? Got to pray. No, yeah, Brother Johnson should pray, and we should also pray for Brother Johnson. But the Lord has put people in place yes. for this very reason yeah. boom like that literally listen to wise counsel <laughs> like come on <laughs> boom like, come, come on, on. <laughs> like, yeah that's listen but that i'm i'm praying that as we continue to grow and as our generation continues to be um like we're growing into the gen like the the leaders you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then those coming behind us that that shift will continue to change. I really don't feel like, like as far as mental health is concerned, I don't yeah. see us going backwards. Yeah, like yeah. everybody's yeah. people be wanting to be depressed. Yeah. I'm like, y'all do not want to be depressed. You trying to self diagnose yourself. Listen. Hold on, you don't actually want Maybe. that. No. Oh, no. I have antisocial person. No, you don't. Just because you don't like to be with people, that ain't even what antisocial is. So right. Stop and that should <laughs> be a lot. Well, that's one point. But let me back up. Uh, I feel like with black folks, because we just are so much of like, don't tell people our business yeah. type mm-hmm. of thing. Like going to a therapist, like I don't want that person knowing everything that's yeah. going on with me. Yeah. It's like, but okay. But do you want to keep all that in and continue it's, to suffer? Listen. Like, what's the <laughs> at the end of the day, you got to pick what's the the worst of both, yeah. right? Um, everybody make decisions. We make decisions, hundreds of decisions a day, right? Um, and is your pride? so deep and are you so bullheaded that you're willing to continue to suffer i guarantee you that stacy at the mental health clinic don't care about stuff to the point where she's taking that home and going home and talking uh amber didn't told me today stacy saw 15 other people right. that day Stacey's she's locked out yeah. she's at home watching that exactly. right just like you go home right just like that that's that's their job right yeah. and mm-hmm. they're just skilled at that right yeah. mm-hmm. and now will i say that there are 
kids that I used to work with whose stories have stayed with me. Mm-hmm. And I wonder sometimes, dang, I wonder how they doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do, right? But also, I'm not judging nobody. Like, yeah. you, there's literally, I guarantee you, for most people, there is literally nothing that you can tell me as a therapist that is going to knock my socks off. I've heard it all, literally yeah. heard it all. Have worked with kids who have been sex trafficked. Have worked with kids who were sexual molesters. Mm-hmm. Like I'm all from yeah. so from one spectrum to the other, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you gonna tell me that this 15 year old haven't already, right? And so I think that we are so um, ego driven that mm-hmm. we think we have this this centralized view that everything is 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 about us mm-hmm. it's like this imaginary audience it really puts me in the mindset of like high schoolers right you think everything is about you mm-hmm. but yeah. it's, not. it's not it's not i promise you'll be okay that's real because yeah. i feel like that's kind of that's what plays into like this wave it, it's good that mental health is becoming more of like it's not as much of a taboo like it can be discussed openly but also i feel like people be wanting to have something they want something to be wrong yeah Mm -hmm. i mean yeah that that's that comes with the swing of anything in in pop culture right that's like um you want to be able to identify and everybody wants to belong and right now Everybody got depression. Everybody got anxiety. Everybody got something, you know. I don't want and so, that. right? I don't want to see that. I've done it before. Praise God, I'm in the living And so it's like you don't. That, and that just goes to wanting to be, you know, a part of something. And that's that's really, we see that a lot with young younger kids, like mm-hmm. young, like I would say, twelve to like twenty two, twenty three. And by the time you're twenty four and twenty five, and you didn't actually experience some of that stuff, you'd be like, ah. Oh, Keep it. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Absolutely. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just take normal sad. I'm not right. right. Yeah. right. I don't need that. You, you can't get out the bed side, sad. You know, right. Oh, you scared me. Exactly. But that's it. I don't want no anxiety. Exactly. 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 <laughs> so you scared me. <laughs> it's not scary. And that's it. It stays there. Literally. You scared me. And that's it. I don't know. Speaking of social media, I feel like this whole like waiver self care. <laughs> It's like taking over by storm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like to a certain extent, it's like real head ass. Because I be mm-hmm. seeing like people uh, classify things as self-care. And I'm like, but is is that really no. self-care though? Most things that people hashtag are not true self, self-care. Absolutely. Um, so um, let me not. Okay. Let me not judge people. Uh, <laughs> it's not self-care in the way that they think it is. Right? Okay. I think that yes... Like, they're like, oh, you know, um, take a bubble bath, right? Mm-hmm. That's part of grooming. Like, you want to be clean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you know, you should shower, right? Um, but, yeah, I get it. But that could be self-care for somebody on a surface level, right? If you had a long day, taking a bubble bath could help you relax. But that doesn't mean that it's doing anything to take care of your mental in the long run, mm-hmm. right? So real self-care, if you ask me what that looks like, is a something that's continuous that you you practice not only when you're stressed right um that you do to prevent these things right Mm -hmm. so now could working out be self-care for sure right because it's preventative right Mm. um taking a bubble bath after i'm stressed is reactive yeah right and so it's like mm, you know okay so self-care for me it 
it could be okay like we're gonna get even if i don't feel like it, we're gonna go ahead and get this this workout in right mm-hmm. or um i'll be putting my phone on dnd <laughs> what all the time <laughs> all the time um chris high actually was trying to get in contact he was like you don't answer the phone and i was like it don't be on. <laughs> Boy, my bad. Exactly. Okay. But that for me is because that is the time I take for my because I I, I my mind is going all day because yeah. it has to go mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. Yeah. That even sometimes like just the conversation with friends, it's not letting my mind just be, you mm-hmm. know? And as much as I love my friends, you can't have a piece of me all the time. You can't mm-hmm. have access to me in that way. Um, boundaries or self care, mm-hmm. right? Um, being able to say what you will and won't do when you will and won't do it, you know, even to the people that you love the most, had to set some boundaries with my mama, love my yep. mama to pieces, but you don't have access to me like you think you do, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Like it just it is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, other things that could be self care, um, eating well can be self care, um, as much as we think about like. Like putting things that are good into your body because you want to look good, it actually impacts your brain mm-hmm. too, right? So that would be self care. Um, yeah, it's a bunch of things that could be self care, but to me, the what answers the question is what is the purpose? Is it only because it's reactive, or I'm, am I doing preventative things to help myself stay healthy? Therapy, self care, yeah. yeah. right? Yeah. Because people be thinking manicures and pedicures is, uh, is nah, like <laughs> that is grooming. Right. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> it means that you're probably not depressed because you know you want you you care about how you look, right? right. Yeah, it's funny because I had just started doing this little. It's a hey, can you pass my phone? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a little. It's like a little three day Bible plan, mm-hmm. and it's called True Self Care. Mm-hmm. And so, like the first day, it was talking about unplugging mm-hmm. and like not doing it in a way to where you're like trying to run away from your problems mm-hmm. but you seek refuge in God yes that's good and I was like yeah that's self-care yeah. for real yeah. you unplug and literally. you tap in with God literally yeah, because good. if you if you're constantly plugged into something else you don't have room right like if you're constantly answering phone calls and I used to have this bad answering work emails. They don't care. I could kill over and die tomorrow, and guess what? They're going to have somebody, somebody hire new. next week. Yep. And so I'm like, girl, chill. It'll yeah. be there tomorrow, yeah. right? Yeah. And I did literally see in my own life my levels of stress decrease, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I, after a while of like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do the school stuff, right? I became high performance. Like, that mm-hmm. was what was driven. But mm-hmm. I'm high stress, high performance. Yeah. And I never would be like, oh, I'm anxious. I'm anxious. But I was. I was having panic attacks and didn't even realize it. I thought oh, I was, wow. I, literally, mm-hmm. my first two years of grad school, I thought I had a heart condition. And they, I was, like, going to the doctor, and they had me, like, hooked up to the machines. They were like, ma'am. Your heart is fine. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, but y'all don't run feel it. Again, run it Man, again. Run it again. Run it back. Because I would be literally, I would be so anxious that my heart rate would be like, like, like I was running a marathon, like in 150s, right? Oh, wow. And I would be at the emergency room and they could see my heart rate is high. Yeah. But then everything else is fine. And I'd be like, so what is it? And they'd be like, you, you a little anxious, ma'am. Nah, 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 nah. It's my heart. Mm, no, ma'am. But, right. And so. <laughs> All of that being high performance, high driven, that carries on after you graduate. That comes into mm-hmm. when I first started working in, in the schools. I we do a lot of psychological reports, and I'm 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 very particular because I I feel like 
my work is a reflection of me, mm-hmm. right? And so I would be up 2, 3 o'clock in the morning trying to do reports, trying to perfect it, and got to be at work at 8 o'clock the next Not day. Not the oh night shit. Man. <laughs> and then got to go to work 8 hours and then come home. Man, you gotta and you got to perform well when you, you at work. work. <laughs> Listen, and so after a while, I was like, it's going to get done. Like, I literally had to tell myself that and start doing more self-care. Mm-hmm. And not to say that I don't still battle with anxiety because I do think that it's something for me that I'll have to deal with, but mm-hmm. also is managed, yeah. you know? And I know when it's not. Like, mm-hmm. I can tell. I know yeah. myself well now. Like, yeah. I can be like, all right, you need to chill out. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to pull back. And yeah. I'll tell my friends that and I'm, I'm open and I communicate that. Like, hey, yeah. I got a lot going on. I'm okay. I just need to pull back so that I can recenter, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so, good. Yeah. I got two things. Yeah. One, I also was like very, I got sick all the time right before preseason. Mm-hmm. And this is something I'm going to talk to my therapist about, but it's something to do with basketball. Like, basketball is a, uh, something with basketball is tri- triggered something for me because once I stopped playing basketball, I didn't, I know I was stressed, but it's like, I don't know exactly what was stressing right, me right. about basketball. Like, what was the trigger? Like, what's going on? For so, these, like, somatic symptoms to be coming. Yeah, because, yeah. like, I would, before every practice, I would have to, like, go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like, I was literally yeah. nervous before every, every practice. Yeah. Every practice. Not the game. The practice. We talking about practice. And I literally, I played basketball from nine year old, nine years old to like 22. Dang. And every, I didn't went to a thousand practices. Dang. And every practice, I was nervous Dang. before. Yeah. Oh, man. So it's like, okay. It's something connected. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And so when I got done playing basketball, like my stress levels for the most part, because I noticed I internalized stress and it would yes. make me sick. That and that's how I would end up literally sick. And literally. like when I tell you I would be sick, I had bronchitis, I had shingles, I had mono. Yeah. Like it was like sick, sick. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I need to figure out what that was. But yeah. after I stopped playing basketball, like now, I'm hardly sick. Like healthy as I'm <laughs> right. you know, So I'm like, but it was, it's weird because I, I truly love playing basketball, but there's something there that yeah. needs to be explored because I shouldn't have been sick like that. Yeah. Second part. Dang, what was I going to say? You said something about, uh, dang, it, I should have wrote, wrote it down. down. <laughs> I had two points in my head at the same time. God, dog it. I feel like it was a good one. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about the self care one they did for today. Yeah. Okay. This, this devotion, I'm like, dang, why it's only three days? <laughs> okay, so for this one, he talks about how Jesus, uh, Jesus' form of self care ne- was to never ignore needs. So that he gave examples of like with the five, lish, uh, five, uh, what, what, two fish, two fish, and and five loaves of bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason why they even got there because Jesus was like, hey, y'all hungry, huh? Yeah. Like we need to eat. Like these people have been out. Yeah. We need to eat. So it was basically saying, like, you know, sometimes we'll overwork and be extra busy yes. and neglect yes. actual needs mm-hmm. that we have. And yeah. it's like Jesus clearly gave the example that, yeah, you could be stressed, but you still got it. Because, <laughs> because then it becomes counterproductive. Yeah. And that's what I had to realize. Like, me staying up all night mm-hmm. to write reports is counterproductive because I suck at my job the next day. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then me not eating because i would i would do that too when i listen when i came home from grad school that first year they was like girl what you been doing you look good and i was like what y'all <laughs> don't know <laughs> right what y'all don't know is i ain't ate for real in months right yeah. and so all of those things i'm not 
even though I'm I'm doing those things because I want to to perform my best, it's keeping me from performing at my best mm-hmm. level, right? Yeah. Like even when you talk about basketball, there is no way you can be your best if you haven't fueled before the game, yeah. right? Like you, how you gonna get out here and play four quarters and you ain't ate since the dinner the night before? Right. You gonna pass out? Right. Or you ain't got a full night's sleep? Right. You're not going to be your best. Yeah. Like you just not. It's gonna be a shell of you. You know. That's good. I want to know your other point. I need you to remember. I don't remember. You was talking about something. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be listening to the episode. You're going to be like, dang. Just hit me up. I got you. I got you. I felt like it was a good question because you was like, you were staying up all night doing the night shift. And I was like, dang. I don't remember. <laughs> hey, how often you go to therapy? Is it like every week, every other week? I w- well, I'm not in therapy right now, but when I was, it was twice. Every two weeks. Every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. every two every weeks. weeks. Oh, but okay. at one point, it was every week. Every week. Yeah. yeah. So okay. what happens is for a lot of people, they'll start every two weeks, and then if you have symptoms or you got a lot going on, they'll be like, mm, maybe I should see you every see week. You. Right. Okay. And so then then it, it'll taper back off. But mm-hmm. yeah, because when I came in, it was like, yeah, I'm just sad because my grandma died. She's like, okay, every two weeks. And then I got in there, she was like, mm, Actually, <laughs> I'll see you here next right. Tuesday. <laughs> Come back next week. I'm like, okay, all right, girl. Yeah, all yeah. Right. No, that's cool. Yeah, because yeah, we, the last taping we did, y'all, we're not taping in order, so don't worry about it. Mind <laughs> you. <laughs> last taping we did, we therapy came up. Mm-hmm. Shoot, has, to be honest, therapy has came up in every Good. conversation Good. that we've had Good. on the podcast. And it's like, we just got to stop doing stuff at the end of the day. It's yeah. like, when you know better, you got to do better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I drop a little plug? Come on, oh, go ahead. It. It, and I don't know why this is on my spirit, but say it. <laughs> for if you were out in listening land right now and you are apprehensive about going to therapy because you're like, I don't like what you were saying earlier, Clark. Why would I pay somebody to just listen to my problems? Um, check with your job because most jobs, I would fair to say, if you, especially if you are a full time employee, um, have employee assistance programs mm-hmm. and that EAP for sure. And if you don't know, go to HR and they'll help you. But most jobs have EAP programs, which will pay for you to have anywhere from three to five therapy sessions, absolutely free on the jobs dime. Mm. And it could be about anything. It could be about work stress. It could be about EAP is what I use when I, when my grandma passed. Oh, okay. Right. And so yeah. I got those sessions for free, but then then you can continue with them afterwards, mm-hmm. right? Um, but also for in your EAP, you can get free, it's, it's free sessions for every issue, right? Mm. So, for example, I get in, I say I'm here for grief. You evaluate me, and you're like, yes, you have you're grieving, but also you have anxiety. We need to address this too. Yeah. So now you got six sessions because my mm. job was only three, but if you got five from your job, now you got ten sessions yeah. for free, and that is more than enough for you to be able to see the benefits. If you go in there to do the work, yeah. to see some benefits or se- some symptom relief. Um, so try that. If you're apprehensive because you don't want to spend your money, try your EAP, use your job money. It's there. Yeah. What you really have nothing to lose. That's good. Yeah, that was a People needed that. Also, one thing, um, I find myself, I'll be talking to people and I'll be like, oof, you got a lot going on. Have you ever thought about going to therapy? Because you telling me this stuff, and I'm like, what you want me to do, right? Yeah. I, that sounds like someone professional should, <laughs> should help you work through those things. Absolutely. Because it sounds like you're going through a lot, and because I want you to do better, 
I'm going to suggest you go to mm-hmm. therapy. If I came to you and my eyes were bleeding, you wouldn't be like, girl, let me help you. You'd be like, no, we need to go to the doctor. Right. <laughs> to go the ahead. professionals. There's a lot of people out here bleeding. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Like, I can't help you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> nah, facts. Fact. I can't help you. I can't, I can't do nothing for you, I appreciate, I appreciate you being uh, transparent with me. <laughs> yeah, I feel loved. But <laughs> not I feel love. I can only take this so far. There you go. I feel love, but because I love you, I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna, you. I'm gonna refer you out. Period. <laughs> <laughs> facts. For facts. real. Dang. This is a good convo. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. I don't want it to end. Huh? I said I don't want it to end, but we here. We got some real knowledge, man. Yeah. This, we got a whole session for free. There Absolutely. The first one always free. Some practical <laughs> <tips>. <laughs> got some practical tips that we can apply today, right now, you know? Mm-hmm. No, because people need that. Listen. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, you know, it's always better when you got practical tools. Mm-hmm. That's why folks got to go to therapy, because that's where you're going to get the tools Imagine at. how much better life would be if everyone if in your circle went to therapy. Went to- Literally. Just even... Let's even start small. If everyone in your immediate family went to therapy. That's all we need right there. Right. <laughs> if everyone in your immediate family had therapy, and then every one of your immediate friends, your best friends had therapy, and that trickled out, and then everybody just had to have therapy. Like, imagine how peaceful the world would the be. The world would be. Man, what? Be such what? a great place. Therapy and a STEMI check, we good. Come on. STEMI. STEMI. Oh, STEMI, <laughs> oh, STEMI, STEMI <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'm going to do a lot. Hey, <laughs> right. Oh, my funny. gosh. All right. Romans 10 9. Oh, you going to go straight into it? What? You ain't going to close the conversation out? You know, in conclusion. All right, go ahead. Oh. In conclusion, go to therapy. That's yeah. all I got to say. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Listen, I try to tell everybody mm-hmm. I know, man, go to therapy. It's only going to help. It can't hurt you. It's Literally. not going to hurt. Literally. But. If you get if you go to a therapist that is trained, literally, mm-hmm. like it's not gonna hurt you. They ain't doing nothing invasive. They not poking and prying. Right. You'll be all right. But you could imagine that what they therapists do is the most invasive. Now that is true. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because I, I, I like you said earlier, I think that part kind of scares people yeah. because it's like, dang, I'm gonna have to reveal right. stuff about myself that I really ain't even yeah. told, like, said out loud. Yeah. And like you said earlier, once you start, it's like you can't start, like, pulling stuff back in. Mm-hmm. At that point, you out. And now, now, okay, and as a caveat, I will say that that could be harmful. If you start to deal with trauma and you pull out, you pull out. now you just have oh. all this exposed trauma that, that is now fresh okay. and, like, bleeding, exposed. and you have no pressure yeah. to stop it. Mm-hmm. So... That's why it takes so long to build up the trauma stuff Oof. because they you, they also need to know that you for real because mm-hmm. they not finna just leave you. You can't you can't get out here like that and you bleeding and then you're like, okay, I'm done. No, 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 baby. You finna die. Come on. Right. Let me put some pressure on this wound. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we got to stop the bleeding. Oh, we we got to stop the bleeding, baby. Come on. Your metaphors are the best. <laughs> right, 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 right. Hoo-ah, hoo about to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh that's good. God. That's good though, for real. Cause Dang. then we just be bleeding on the other people, you know. Come on, like, come on. 
And it's like people will have even just I've seen people be aware that they moving in a certain type of fashion and like still won't like do the work. It's yeah. like you know you're aware, you know you don't, like you're moving wild. Yeah. It's like okay, so you gonna like you go, gonna keep doing this? Yeah. It's like you gonna go get it fixed. Yeah. <laughs> fixed. <laughs> you should just been naive because yeah. now it's like now you know. You it's told people that you know. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm looking at you crazy. Like, so what you I doing? Mean, it's, it's it's irresponsible, honestly. It is. It, it is. is. And it'll only get worse. It's not gonna get better. Like, right? It's just not. It's not th- those things. It's not a. It's not a cold. It's not. You know, things that naturally heal themselves. Yeah. It's not like that. that. That's not what's gonna happen. It will get worse. It will. It can only because what ends up happening is you have this pain or whatever you're dealing with, and then life continues to happen. So other bad things will happen, mm-hmm. and now it's just compounded and compacted on top of what you're already dealing with. So you have no room to hold on to all of this stuff because now it's overflowing. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you get people at the point of where bad is more than good because you never mm-hmm. let go of the bad. Yeah, You just hold on to the bad, you know? Yeah. So. Dang, that's a good point. Because mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about that. Just um, as me being a massage therapist, when you have trauma to your body, mm-hmm. it doesn't get better. Mm-hmm. It gets worse because you continue to keep doing what you've been doing. Yeah. And so it compounds on it. Yep. That is dope. Yep. He, is. he really just I made our bodies like, come on, like yeah. come on. our mental, everything yeah. is all tied. Like it all kind of works in the same pattern. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay, one last question. Come on. Look at this. Look at this. Besides telling people to go to therapy, what okay, that's are other I know where things going that we can do yeah. to to just bring light to mental health awareness, you know, mm-hmm. and just try to help people? You know? Yeah. yeah. Is that the question? That, may, yeah, that, that may not be at that therapy yeah. point, but it's like, okay, they they're showing that they want to do better but mm-hmm. they not maybe you know financially it's not in right. their budget because yeah. that's how i was no that's like, real. I, I just got real health insurance yeah. so my health insurance yeah. is finna pay for yeah. mine yeah. but like some people aren't in that position that's but a real it's concern. like they want to do better and like you said earlier like it's only so much stuff you can talk to your homeboy about like right but they want to do better right i would say um leading by example is one mm-hmm. um so if you are in a space where you need to be in therapy, you should also be in therapy and not just telling people that they need to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say um, resources. There are resources out there. While they're not um, alternatives for therapy, mm-hmm. they can be uh, conduits for therapy or they could be they can work in tandem with therapy. Or if you don't have anything else at that moment, it could be something that's helpful. Okay. Um, for example, like the podcast therapy for black girls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Joy Harden Bradford is a, a psychologist out of Atlanta and she, they be hitting on some, some stuff, man. Yeah. Like from anywhere from being an adult woman with ADHD, what does that look like for your day to day? Right. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Um, to, the politics, the the climate of the country, to how do we deal for COVID? There, the most recent one was about um, it's called a year later, basically. Mm-hmm. So like we have been yeah, and in COVID for yeah, a year, yeah, right? A year, and as much as sure. like we say like, oh, I'm good, I ain't, I ain't catch Corona. That's a blessing, but it's also taxing to not have caught in Corona, right? Yeah. You know how much you like and dodging, right? Right? Like, literally. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the run. <laughs> <laughs> literally, take did the race (laughs) um but those types of things so those resources are good um 
And then opening up, because if it's not about money and they're just hesitant, I would say if you're comfortable with them opening up about some of the gems that you've learned from therapy mm. and sharing them some of the tools. like, Or even if you do have a homegirl or homeboy that you know is struggling to be able to pay for therapy, but they have some of the same things that you go with, deal with, and you've learned a coping skill or a technique that you can actually share with them and, and you know what you're talking about. Because mm-hmm. like, sometimes yeah. it's actual stuff to like, for example, like... <clears throat> One of the the symptoms of anxiety sometimes can be a rapid heart rate, right? Mm -hmm. But if you shock your body with cold, then it will naturally, like, lower your heart rate, right? Just science, right? Mm -hmm. So you can tell them that type of stuff. Or, like, if you do progressive muscle relaxation, that also can help with anxiety. Um, Just real techniques and stuff like that. Yeah, Um, I would share with them. And, yeah. That's good. We'll be sure to p- um, put these the resources that you named yeah. on, on the story or somewhere mm-hmm. for people to be yeah, able to sure. go back and look in at the these. description too. We could put yeah. it in there. Yeah, on like uh, on Apple. It's gonna, yeah. We gonna give it we to y'all. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. let y'all know. We're gonna we gonna let y'all know. We don't want y'all that struggling. Right. <laughs> we got you. We got you. Right, right, right. Man, 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 that was a good conversation. It was I a really good appreciate I'm glad that, you came on, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. Yeah, we're gonna have to bring you on back. Come on, absolutely. You know ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. Stuff that we be dealing with every day, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, you being a black woman just brings a whole different element. Yeah. To like mental health, mm-hmm. like we need. It's it's a lot of black people that are in mental health, but I feel like media will lead you to believe that there aren't black people in right. this space yeah. right. that are actually trying to really help the community. Right. You would think that brother, you can go to a black man yeah. as a therapist. You can. Like, they're out there. You can. Yes, they are. We're definitely we're lower in numbers than the white people are, um, but we are there. You know, mm-hmm. we're definitely the minority, but that's not like any other thing. We're the minority yeah. everywhere, right? right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, do some digging. Uh, Therapy for Black Girls has a website that has a whole uh, list of, like, basically a list served almost, I guess. You can type in, um, I guess list service isn't the right word, but anywho, you can type in and search, like, where you are, what your insurance is, mm-hmm. and, you know, it'll pull up a list mm-hmm. of black providers in your in your, in your your network in your area. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go on to Psychology Today. And they have pictures. Yeah, you know? that's where I went. And I'll be scrolling. <laughs> I had to see. Scrolling. <laughs> Who am I about to tell my life story to? Listen, and if they don't have a picture, I'm not going to say look at their name. But sometimes you can tell by name. And then you can call them and be like, you know, mm-hmm. hey. And I and don't be afraid. If you are looking for a black therapist and you call. And sometimes people work in like, um, if they're not just like one person in the practice, it might be like mm-hmm. two or three people mm-hmm. in the practice. And sometimes they might try to put you with, you know, Dr. Thomas when you were really trying to go for Dr. Adams. Mm-hmm. Actually, I prefer to see someone that looks like me. I prefer a black woman or a black male. Yeah. They understand that. There's mm-hmm. literally psychology behind what type of therapist people want. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So Charlemagne told me that uh, a couple years ago I was at this little book signing thing mm-hmm. he did when he released his book, Shook mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Why are you a therapist that look like you? So yeah. if you're a black male, go go see a black male. Or yeah. if you're a black woman, go see a black woman, you know? Because it's one less thing that you have to worry about Mm -hmm. I think that for me and again I can't speak for all black people but I can't speak for me for me it's important to have a black woman therapist 
because I don't want to have to explain what it's like to be a black woman. Right. You know, exactly. I want you to nuance. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I don't want to explain my experiences right. to you. I'm already here talking about the stuff that's bothering right. me. Yeah. I don't want to, oh, but that bothers me because X, Y, and Z. Right. No, I don't, I need I you don't to want to have to do that, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So. That's good. That's really good. Look, we didn't rap by five times. Right. <laughs> okay, y'all, we're going to rap for right, real. We're going to wrap it up for real yeah. this time. Huh? Okay, you got, you got her queued up? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you was rummaging through your phone. I know, but then yeah. I thought something. I thought of something else. Okay. Whatever that question was. That's how long. We, we get to it, though. Dang, I just got sleepy. <laughs> Girl, you getting on. I'm about to wake up. <laughs> Man, where's rumors at? Okay. <laughs> where rumors at? <laughs> All right. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right, y'all. So y'all know at the end of every episode, we give y'all a chance to just declare your faith in Jesus. You know, if you're listening and you are not a believer currently, we just always want to give you that opportunity because at the end of the day, that's what this is always, this is, wow, I can't talk. <laughs> Amber got Get me flustered. <laughs> that's what it's all about. You know, like we could talk about mental health, we could clown, we could do everything else, but we want you to have a relationship with Jesus at the yes, end of the day. That's the real center. Yes. That's the real therapist yeah. right there. Right. <laughs> no, right. For real. <laughs> for real, for real. For real. So Romans 10, 9 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved so if you believe that jesus is lord and you want him to be the lord of your life go ahead and take a look at romans 10 9 say that declare that over yourself and boom you here amen welcome to the family amen yep make sure you go on to the website and put in your information so we can kind of contact you and uh welcome to you welcome you to you to the family yeah look now sure. i'm talking like you <laughs> <laughs> we're tired we're tired we're gonna blame it on that yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day all right, y'all. We got songs of the week. All right. We always let the guests do the honors. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, G, what you got? Oh, that means I go first. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm a music head. You yeah. know, I love music. Um, so when 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 given this task, I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do I want to share with the people? And that's you giving the speech. Right. <laughs> and I said, okay. Um, there's a song that I have been listening to for the last couple of days. It's by, and I don't even know the woman, but I just listened to it because of the feature. Um, the woman's name is, or the person, I guess, is Amory, but not like Amory, like old school. It's like A M A A R A E. So maybe Amory. Okay. Um, okay. But okay. it's featuring this guy named uh, Mesu. Okay. Um, and it's called Fantasy. And it's a vibe. That sounds it's a good. Vibe. Okay, yeah. okay. It's a vibe. So y'all need to go ahead and check that out. I saw him on the um the Terrell show, which I don't know if y'all have ever seen. Oh, oh yes. Okay. Yeah. I love the Terrell show. So I saw him on an old episode of the Terrell show the other day. Yeah. And I was like, let me go look him up. And that was his number one, like his top song, even though he's a feature on it. Smooth, real smooth. Okay. So that's my secular good. song. I've never seen him. Yeah. Um, my uh Christian song or non-secular song. Um, is an oldie but a goodie. It's a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually contemporary, so it's not like gospel, you know. But we like okay. contemporary. Yeah, okay. we listen to contemporary. Are, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. great. Because he's a good, good father. Great. 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 <laughs> great. My Christian song is so good. So good. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> so it's called "The Gospel" by Jimmy Needham. 
Okay. Um, and I love it. I was listening to it the other day. You know, I said I'm not a crier. I was crying. Like, I just, I can't <laughs> help you it. You need that. You yeah, need yeah. that. Um, but it's a great song. I think that contemporary songs, in my opinion, paint a, such a beautiful picture. Yeah. Um, and I agree. Um, it, he talks about in the song, like, how the gospel is good and it's true and how it costs quite a fortune to make all things new, you know? Yeah. So breathe in with faith and out with his peace because the gospel of Jesus uh, drives over, lives over me or something like that, but reigns over me, something yeah. like that, something yeah. over me. That's good. But it's good. It's great. Y'all listen to that. Okay. Hey, you definitely go check it out. Yeah. Okay. You want to go for it? Next? Nah, you up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my secular song is by an artist that I recently discovered. His name is okay. Black. So using your A&R Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Black Samson. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> I, I, I think I've heard some songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just started, like, hearing them. I was like, okay. But the song is called Episode One, Fiend. Okay. This is about him and a lady having relations, and you know he's trying to double Not back. Lady <laughs> in relations. Right. That's a good song though. Like it's a vibe. Okay, it's a okay, nice okay, okay, song. Okay, I need okay. to add that right now. And then yes, episode one. Finn. It's like on the little EP that he did. So okay, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. yeah, I was feeling the EP one. Mm-hmm. I mean, episode, episode one. one. Oh, it sounds like some EP mm-hmm. type vibes. Mm-hmm. And then my um, Christian song of the week is by Tori Kelly and Jonathan McReynolds. Come on now. Yeah, and it's called Just This Shore. And that song, when Tori Kelly released that um, gospel album, I guess that's what you'll call it, Kirk Franklin produced it, but it was fire. Like, I was listening to that on repeat, like, the whole time. That was, like, two years ago. Dang. But, yeah, I don't know. The song just talks about, um, you know, like. Wait, you been had your nose pierced? When you get that done? <laughs> Last weekend. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, 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 okay. Get out. Because I seen it in the car, and I'm like, like, that's new. That's not what we're talking about right now. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But the song just talks about, like, you know, even though trials come, like, things get hard, you know, God got you at the end of the day, and we know, like, it's for a purpose, and you're not just, like, taking me through this for a reason. Right. So it's it's real good. Like, y'all go check it out. Okay. Okay, I guess I'm up. Yes, you are. All right. So uh, y'all did y'all secular song. Okay, so my secular song is by Key Glock. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds not. dangerous. Right. <laughs> All right. The name of the song is called Gang Shit No Lame Shit. Dangerous. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I realized I kind of fake listen to Memphis uh, rappers. Because y'all know I lived roots. in Texas for a while. Yeah, I mean, in Tennessee for okay. a while. So, like, the Memphis sound. And like how they talk yeah. is very like yeah. regular to me. Like I don't, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. when people be saying like I didn't notice until I moved back to Texas that like <laughs> they country, it's accent. right? Yes, yeah, indeed. country in <laughs> Yeah. So that's my secular, and then my Christian song is by Maverick City Music. Yeah. God of Israel. Okay. That's how they were saying Israel. it. Israel. <laughs> <laughs> I love these songs because I love me a good eight minute worship. Yep. Because once you get to like that six, six minutes, minutes <laughs> you want to That last two minutes, man, totally, what? that's when they start switching the beat. Like, are we it's here? It's always that six minute mark. Lord. I'm at your feet. Now you're crying. You're, crying. you're in the room. You're in the room. We want more. You're my one desire. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
No, but that's good. I, I like that song. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good eight minutes. Maverick City always come through. They always come they through. Do. Always come they through. Do. All right. All right, y'all. That's our time. We over time. Right. <laughs> it was good. That was worth yeah. it. Yeah. All right. We'll see y'all next week. All right. Peace. <laughs>